When it comes to the world of brewing, sustainability can no longer be just a buzzword or a box ticking exercise. And at Bristol-based Wiper and True, they are constantly working to become the most sustainable brewery they can possibly be. And as they admit, it's no secret that brewing uses a lot of energy and creates a significant amount of byproducts. And they want their overall impact on the planet to be a positive one. So in the day-to-day -day running of their business, they are focused on tackling the biggest environmental impacts that their brewery is making. Whether that's on energy demand, efficiency savings, waste products, or ingredient sourcing. In doing so, they hope that by talking transparently about what they're up to and how they're succeeding in their sustainability goals, as well as where they can make improvements, they will encourage other individuals and businesses to think about their impact on the planet and what all other breweries can do to lessen that impact too. And working for Wiper and True for nine years is Joe Watts. His role as operations and sustainability manager has been given new impetus to focus on implementing sustainability projects. In this podcast, recorded live at Wiper and True, he explains how they're doing just that. Um, so thank you to the Brewers Lectures Tim and everyone for, for setting this up. Um, I'm really happy to, to host you all here. It's um, amazing to have you. Um, there's some really interesting speakers, so I'm really looking forward to what everyone's got to say today. Um, I thought I would do a talk around sustainability. Um, I won't go into any detail on, uh, on all the measures we're doing, apart from one which I want to specifically focus on, which is the CO2 recovery that we've recently installed uh, from Dalham. So we are doing lots of little bits. You can see on here a lot of the, the, the projects we've been focusing on. Um, all of them I'm really excited about. I was going to talk about solar. I think we all know that putting solar on the roof is just a must for everybody. Um, we've got to get on board with it. Um, we've got to get on board as a brewing industry of like driving our carbon footprint down. Solar is a really easy way to do it. Another way to do it is CO2 recovery. And we are very lucky that we live in a time where two companies have brought out small-scale CO2 recovery systems. Um, we, took a, we, we spoke to them both and we ended up deciding on the Dalham CO2 recovery system, which is uh, uh, manufactured in Denmark. Um, what I really want to go over is the successes uh, and the challenges of installing the whole system, because there were parts of it that were not easy. Um, I'll go through, I hope to give a lot of detail on uh, if you were to do this system, what it would cost you, um, how we funded it, uh, the return on investment, uh, what food quality checks and HACCP we had to do to, um, to cover off before we put it back in our beer and go through some of the challenges of install. So here is a, an example of how we funded the project. Um, we were very lucky to scoop up the last bit of European Green Business Grant funding uh, from WECA, um, so the West of England Combined Authority, and we got £15,000 to go towards this. Um, as you can see, the Dalham unit costs about 43000 
For us, uh, it might have increased slightly. Uh, now, they've got quite high demand. I think they've got 20 in, in production at the moment. Uh, Kim assured me, Kim Ballin assured me that still a five to six month lead time, um, which we thought would be a lot longer, but it looks like it's still quite, quite reasonable. Um, the pipe work and lagging cost us 21,000. Um, we got um, a CO2 uh, ring main put in. That was quite an expensive thing, but it means that the whole system is easier to operate for brewers. It's like a kind of user-friendly system. We could have had a kind of bit more of a cheaper Medusa's head of like pipes going everywhere, but we decided on investing in uh, a proper recovery, stainless steel recovery ring main. Um, so that's why that was a bit more expensive. Um, a chiller and utility infrastructure, about £5,000. Um, so that gives you an idea of the overall project costs, about 54962 But what does that mean in return on investment? So it looks like we are using about 18 tonnes of CO2 a year. If we tweak everything up on the canning line, it might be in increase a lot more. Uh, we've got annual savings of CO2 that we would normally have to buy in. Um, of about £23,000. Um, I've put a, a kind of sceptical like efficiency of 80%. We think it could potentially uh, be 100%. Um, so you can see the return on investment as it goes along is around five years, but I think that's pretty good. But even if it was longer than that, even if it was 10 years, um, it would still be worth doing, and I can go into that a bit later. Um, so HACCP and food quality checks, I know if you want to get into the detail of this, I'm not the best person to speak to this about. Speak to one of the brewers or we can put you in touch if you're interested in it more. But as a general rule, we said, okay, uh, we need to do hazard, hazard analysis, critical control points. What do we need to be safe that what we're recovering is, is good enough? It does not have any nasty gases in it that we don't want. So we decided that we need a, a certificate of conformity from Dalham, which they gave us, to say what they've made will produce this stuff. Then we had to do uh, testing for unwanted gases. There's a whole list of gases that we've tested for. Um, and we're happy to say that everything came under, under the, were either non-existent or came well under the thresholds of, of uh, the allowed tolerances. Um, we then did a uh, purity test, so how much oxygen might be left in it, and we found that our current one, when we tested it, was 99.95, still seems really good, uh, but when we tested the recovered stuff, it was 99.99, so kind of getting purer gas back from the Dallum machine, which is a relief. Um, the challenges of installation, I mean, we put our CO2 tank right in the corner of the car park, so it basically meant that um, the Dallam unit sits by, by the tank farm and we had to run all of our pipe work out there and all of it back as well. So that created a few extra challenges. Um, the recovery line is a six mil high pressurized 30, 35 bar, needs to be insulated and recover into the tank and then we need data from the tank coming back in to the Dallam unit. So, so location of CO2 tank, if you're going to do it yourselves, try and get the CO2 tank as close to the Dallam unit as possible. It'll make it cheaper, it'll make it easier, probably be slightly more efficient as well. Um, then we obviously had to design and install the ring main. Um, we had to do a lot of other little tweaks that I'm happy to go into all of the detail of it um, with anyone who wants to speak to me further about it. Um, 
And then we've got one thing that we need to finish installing, which is the return line from the tank to balance the pressure. Um, because when you flash gas back into your CO2 tank, it releases, uh, sorry, you flash the liquid back in, it releases a bit of gas, and that can be recovered and come back into the Dalam unit. So you, you, you'll never lose any gas, which is great. Um, so the, just to conclude, um, why did, almost like, why did we do it and what are the results? Um, it reduces the running cost of the brewery, 23,000 pounds a year. Of course, there's a return on investment there. It's pure CO2. Um, one big one is it's a resilience to market fluctuations. So sometimes we don't have any CO2 in the country. If some producers decide to turn it off, then sometimes we have to stop brewing. Um, and also the costs massively fluctuated. I think costs were fluctuating so much last year, it could happen again in a year or year two time. So we've built in resilience to our business. Um, and it also, because, it, because all of your fermented CO2, if it, uh, it actually counts to your scope one emissions. So by recovering it all, we're reducing our carbon footprint as well. And that's it, thanks very much. Brewers Journal Podcast is a production of Reby Media. Produced and hosted by Tim Sheehan. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. And special thanks to Joe Watts and the team at Wiper and True.